0: Hi there, and welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week.
1: Just give you, kind of get you up to speed on some things that are going on, a journey that we've been on. Uh, we are in the process of replanting our church, and we're excited about that. We've become Thrive Church just just in the last several months, and and we are in the process of uh, selling our building and finding a different location, and I have some news. I have an update for you, and that is to tell you that we have a buyer. Yeah. So um, probably the number one question that I've had all along this path as we've been selling our building is, do you know where we're going afterwards? And the answer is still the same. No, I don't. But I'm looking and I'm looking a lot more seriously now that um, that we actually do have a buyer. And uh, we have a contract that's signed, and it's scheduled to close on April 20th. Uh, so we're we're not far from that. That's just about um, I don't know 35 days somewhere in there, a little bit more than that maybe. Um, so our building will be uh, closing the sale at that point in time. Uh, the the good news for us is that we have uh, have or uh, we've organized with the with the sale to rent back from the buyer. Or three months after that, so that we have a little bit of time to figure out what we're going to be doing and where we're going. We are we are checking some things out, and we'll be keeping you posted as we as we move through that process. But um, part of you, I'm sure a lot of you noticed outside our mess that we have going on here. One of the requirements of our sale was that we fix a problem that was with one of our one of our toilets. So we had dug up our entire parking lot, and I have personal blisters on my hands. To show that we did that, but um, we've been doing that. We're working with the plumber and and a couple other contractors that we're going to be doing. So that mess will be cleaned up soon. But we are uh, that is all a part of the contract that we have to move forward. And I'm really excited. I had two responses. I don't know some of them you could probably relate to both of them, and and some of you probably more one or the other. (laughs) But my first my first response was that is so exciting. I can't wait. Now we can go after the things that God's put in our heart. We can. And begin to pursue the fullness of what we see in our hearts for thrive Church my second response was ah! <laughs> Like, what are we going to do? How quickly do we need to move forward? And and so um, we're, we're working on that plan, and our, our team is talking about those things. So anyway, I'm c- celebrating that this morning, um, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, we The buyer is going to be living in the building up in our apartment that is right above our heads here, um, and uh, I don't know all that he's got planned. He's got a family, and he's I think he's got some plans for some businesses down in the building, but we'll see how all that turns out, but we're going to be moving forward, so I'm excited about that, amen, that cool, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so good, awesome, well, let's get, let's just jump in here, you guys ready, all right, we are. We've been going through this series on our, on our values. You can see the ones we've gone through right there on the wall. Uh, we've we started off with invading the impossible. Uh, we hit uh, a value for His presence. We hit uh, revival. Helen gave us an amazing message. And all of these messages, if you didn't catch them, you weren't here for them, they are available on our podcast, so uh, go check those out. Uh, we uh, Just last week, I spoke on Community our value for our community, how we love our city, and we, <clears throat> we're we here to make an impact. Uh, this week, excited because um, my wife gets to come and speak. Angie is going to bring a message on family. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Angie and I have been on this incredible journey. We've been married for... Going on... Uh, it'll be... <laughs> going on, I know this answer, I'm just like, I was doing that for some of you guys to make you feel better, right? We've <laughs> been married, going on 28 years, be 28 years in in June, and uh, <clears throat> we felt called uh, in, uh, like on our honeymoon, we actually had an encounter with God. Uh, And he spoke to us and said to trust him with our family size. So we actually have we have eleven children, and we love them. They are amazing. We have some amazing kids, um, and we love seeing them grow up and become uh, who they're they're becoming. And um, we got some young ones. We got this little guy right here. That's uh, Cadence is our youngest, and then. Our oldest one that's in the room is Justice back there with his wife, Brittany. So we have a couple grandkids now. So we've been, we've been going at this, this uh, journey of building family for a really long time. And it's something that's really big in our hearts. And I thought when we were planning this value series, I thought there's nobody I know better who can talk about the value that we have for family than my wife, so I asked if she would, and she's uh, she's agreed to come and speak on that. So that's what we've got going today. I want to read our mission statement <clears throat> for Thrive. And uh, I'll just read it, and then I'll make a comment here. But expanding God's kingdom by igniting transformation. That's what we're here for. Expanding God's kingdom by igniting transformation through vibrant growth, individually and globally. Um, our... Um, Our series title, Building Blocks for Transformation. These values that we're going over, they are building blocks for transformation. That's what we, every one of them. But family is super important in that. If we're going to build for transformation in our city and in our region and in the world around us, family is a really important key. Amen? So with that, I'm going to... Turn it over to my lovely wife, Angie. Would you come? You guys welcome her.
0: Good morning. Well, I am really excited, a little nervous, but really excited um, to share with you today. Um, I, you know, the topic of family is pretty huge. And expansive. So, as I was preparing, I was really just asking the Lord, "What do you want to share? Um, have me share on through um, speaking about family, because, um, gosh, there's lots of parts of family that could um, that I could share about." Um, but I just um, today just honored honestly each and every one of you that are here I'm blessed to see you you know I'm blessed to have you here it is meaningful to me and you know those of you that are moms I mean we love our kids we love our families God put that thing about family really deep in our hearts it's not that um, dads don't have it it just looks different for them but in you know, a mom family I mean our hearts beat family you know if you hear the sound it sounds like family I mean you can just hear it in our hearts but um, I'm gonna start this morning just uh, with our value statement family is growing in community with others we believe that each person thrives in community with others So we create opportunities to foster deep relationships within the church. We're not just an organization, but a family. It would be, I think, more simple. Uh, at least um, more organized. If we ran uh, the church like a corporation, you know, everybody had their little box and this is where you sit and that, but we're not, we're a family. And, um, you know, families, we ebb and flow. We, you know, expand and contract depending on our season. And, you know, sometimes we step on toes. That's part of family life too. But, you know, we get to do it together. And as I was, it was just really fun actually to prepare because as I began I just thought family is your dream God I mean way back in the beginning I mean like the beginning beginning you know back to Adam Genesis tells us um, when God made Adam he said it's not good for you to be alone so then he made Eve and then he blessed them and he said be fruitful and multiply And yes, we took that very literally ourselves. But his dream was always family. God was never envisioning, you know, the garden. Okay, Adam, okay, well, let's add Eve. Adam and Eve, you know, we just don't want anyone to be alone. No, he's like, be fruitful, multiply, expand, increase, and fill the earth. I've got, you know, much for you to do. Let's do this together. And that's really um, God's heart. As we know, after a time sin came into the picture, now there was a separation in God's family. You know, Adam and Eve, they might have been, oh no, we really blew it, now what? But God, but God. He had a plan. He was not dissuaded. He already knew he was going to need to have a plan. So no longer there was, was there unfettered harmony between God and his children, but God had a plan from the beginning, a plan to restore his family. He just always has a plan for restoration. It was a costly plan, but he knew it was worth it restored relationship with his prized creation. His sons and daughters was worth any price. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit created a plan to bring restoration to their family. God came down to earth as a baby. Yesterday I was just contemplating this. You know, when Adam was created, he came as a man, as an adult. But when Jesus came to redeem, he went all the way back all the way back to the point of conception and came, bringing restoration, just part of the plan. It was just beautiful. I love that part of, I love babies. I love babyhood. Um, I love, you know, the things that nobody else loves. You know, the messy diapers. Oh, aren't they cute? You know, their smells, their cooing, even up in the middle of the night. I just, I have loved that. I love every minute of it, but I love it a lot. But I just thought, God, that's you inside of me. That's your love for family. You know, you don't mind our messes. They don't upset you they don't disturb you you don't run away and hide and wish there was someone else to change the diaper you know that's not God he's like I got this no big deal I got this (laughs) but I just was thinking when God redeems he goes all out even for us today he does that when Jesus came to earth he grew up in a family He lived as a son of Joseph and Mary, he had younger siblings, and he had a community that he was part of. He modeled for us what a life connected to the Father through the Holy Spirit could look like. I just find it interesting that part of Jesus' calling was not to go out and be separate. You know, he had a cousin, John the Baptist. And John the Baptist's calling was different. It was all about being separate, being set apart. His um, mother... Um, even in the womb, didn't drink any wine or anything like that because God had told her he's going to be separated. He's going to have the Nazarite vow. They didn't cut his hair. He didn't do anything like that. He went out and lived in the wilderness and ate locusts and honey. Hmm. I don't know, and, you know, the camel skin garb and all that. You know, he was called to be separate, not Jesus, though. He grew up in the midst of family, the midst of community, and not just even a solitary community. I was thinking, you know, he was born in Bethlehem. Then he was sent to Egypt. Then he came, and he was known as Nazareth and then Galilee. And he just was in the middle of everything. God wanted him in the middle. It was just, uh, I was enjoying it yesterday, just thinking about, wow, Lord, He made a really good plan. And I just thought, He loves family so much. You know, the part of the Bible that maybe we would skim over the lineage and that. But I thought, you know, Jesus, His line can be traced back to David. You know, back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Back to Noah, and all the way back to Adam. It's because God loves family. He loves tracking it. I love genealogy. I really get into it. You know, and when you have, you know, maternal grandmothers and grandfathers and that, there's a lot of different family lines to track. And it's so fun for some of us. And when I think of that, I think, oh, this is why Matthew wrote that. It's for people like me. We like to see where we came from. And, you know, I, when I was little, um... I was presented with um, a little, it's actually the cover of a pocket watch and um, a great aunt of mine had it engraved, but I'm the first of the 13th generation to America. We had someone that came over on the Mayflower, He was actually very much a scoundrel, so it's kind of funny, (laughs) when you go in there you're like, uh, yeah. He was a troublemaker, his name was Stephen Hopkins, but yes, he is my ancestor. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's just fun to see where we came from and, you know, it just, just is proof in the Bible that God loves family. It's his idea. But you know what? Sometimes in the church, we might have a romanticized picture of what church family would look like. Maybe something from the realm of unicorns, lollipops, and rainbows. But, you know it's not really meant to be a seminar or a professional picture you know or production that's not what we're going for it's glam uh, it's not glamorous not every day when you come is sunday morning here or I, it is sunday morning most times christmas morning was actually the phrase i was looking for <laughs> And we might expect church family to be warm and fuzzy, like all the time. I mean, you know, if, if this is family, and if we're doing it right, it should be, you know, really fun all the time. But maybe it's not. Um, in my experience, it's not always like that. But it's worthwhile. Church family life has challenges like real family life. But we're in it together. It's us serving God, living our lives for Him together. And it's so worth it to do life together. But you know, a real family, it's often messy, certainly in the natural, especially if you have kids. Real life is messy, like big kind of messes. You know, dirty laundry that goes on for days. <laughs> piles and piles. And sometimes, you know, we don't make the best choices. Sometimes we don't bring our best to relationships. Often, we don't even know how to bring our best Or her. Sometimes we get hurt. And sometimes we hurt other people. Because relationships take work. Because we're all not perfect. God knew that part too. But working things out, honestly, is really how we grow deeper in relationship. If I have a challenge or an issue, if Helen and I have different perspectives and we're like, huh, I don't know why she sees it that way, and just walk away from each other, we've missed out on an opportunity to engage each other and say, can you explain that to me, or this is what I felt when you said that, did you mean that, like that, and really, there is such an invitation to just stretch, just risk a little bit, to um, there is great reward. There's satisfaction and fulfillment. That Because in a family, we're committed to working things out. You know, I might disagree with my husband, my kids. You know, they frequently disagree with me. You can ask any one of them. It's certainly about bedtime. But... Um, We're committed to each other, you know? We're not going anywhere. It's okay if you don't like the the bedtime, you know? It just is what it is, and it's for your benefit, and um, it really is producing life in both of us when you go to bed. (laughs) But overall, um, healthy family is the goal. So a healthy family is one in which each and every member of the family has an opportunity to thrive and grow. So I have a couple of kids down in Reading um, going to Bethel School of Ministry. Um, my daughter Destiny down, is down there and talked to her a couple of weeks ago And she was having coffee with her brother, my son Solomon, who's down there. And they went out to coffee, ran into a couple of Solomon's friends, and so ended up having coffee together. And Solomon is famous, he likes to do this. Um, just ask a question to the group and, you know, give me your thoughts on this. And it's really fun, actually, because you kind of unlocks people inside. You know, what are you thinking? So his question was this. How or what would you tell your teenage self? So, um, you know, these they're all in their young 20s. Um, what would you tell your teenage self that you know now that you didn't know then? So um, this girl, I don't even know her name, but Destiny's reading this story, says, I wish someone would have told me that there's grace to thrive in every season of life. You just have to figure out what thriving looks like. And I tell you, when my daughter Destiny told that to me, it just went deep in my heart. I mean, that was two weeks ago, and I've just been thinking on it nonstop since. And it was so fun, because uh, this Friday, just two days ago, got up in the morning and was reading, and I stumbled. I have no idea even how I got there. Some reading led me to another, and then another. But I was in Second Peter. And all of a sudden I'm like, this is the proof that we have the ability to thrive in every season. You know sometimes you get an idea and you're like, oh, I need to see, you know, how does that measure up with the Word of God? Here it is. is. Second Peter 1.3 says, everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by His divine power. There it is, the proof. I just was like, "Woohoo!" you know, doing the happy dance inside. It's like, yes, Lord, you saved that for me, right? Till I was writing down my notes. Yes, that's way better than telling me too early and I forget. So I've been thinking so much about seasons. And it's like, if you look at a tree thriving in the winter, looks like something unique it's just at rest you know there's it's dormant it's not doing a lot the sap isn't flowing it's just at rest but that's a thriving tree you know it's not dead it's just asleep it's thriving at rest that's the winter season but if you look at a tree in the spring thriving looks a whole lot different you know I love we have a big maple tree in the front yard and already I drove up the other day and you can't see the leaves coming but I could see the red hue of them from a distance. As I came down, I'm like, spring is coming to our trees. Here it is. But there's lots of new activity, you know, in the spring season. It's got new leaves forming. And, you know, our tree, you know, we've had it since we lived at our house, moved there almost 18 years ago. And this tree, you know, every year, Um, produces leaves. But you know what? They're not the same leaves as they were last year. We raked up all those leaves. We put them in the yard bin, you know, and they're gone. These are fresh new leaves. So for many of us, it's like, well, I've been around this mountain, you know, before and that, but it's not the same. It's different helen's been on my heart she's expecting her little one this spring and i thought well the only thing you know she's had a baby before but you just never know because this one's different this baby will be different and all the experiences are similar but they're not the same so that's much how it is but it's worthwhile for each of us to stop and ask the holy spirit what season am I in now? And what does thriving look like in this season? It's just such a good question. Because we can be at various seasons and different, in different areas of our lives. For me as a mom, I'm a homeschool teacher too for my kiddos. And right now, um, I feel as though I'm in a time of just more stretching and growing and, you know, there's expanding fruit growing on my branches. I'm focused on these last dozen weeks of school and all the goals that I want to meet and see my kids meet. So much of this looks like faithfulness and perseverance, you know, for me and my kids, you know, hang in there. The end is in sight, I promise you. But as a leader, It's, everything is brand new in so many ways. There's so many new things that are developing in my life. There's so many new challenges, you know, standing up here, stretching in this way. I am starting a Bible study, or I'm joining a Bible study with some other pastors' wives in the area. That's uncomfortable for me, but it's stretching. But I thought, God is speaking to me. This is who you really are. I want you to partner with me in this. So I'm doing a lot of saying yes and trusting God right now, but that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just uncomfortable. So... I love the way that Paul says it in Philippians. Philippians four, verses four and five, this is the Passion Translation, so it sounds a little bit different, but it says, be joyful with, be cheerful, excuse me, with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow, for you are united with the anointed one. Let gentleness be seen in every relationship. So that's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, but put in the Passion Translation. I've really been enjoying it so much; it just feels like ah, the Scriptures—they're new, <laughs> they're coming to life in a holy way. So, part of thriving um, is believing the truth, and what we are believing about our lives. Our identities and who we truly are affects our lives so thriving in family for us includes believing the truth about others as well it's just so important did you know that we are not who our past says we are at least we don't have to be we get to choose who we will be when we were infants we crawled around on the floor if we would have believed what our past said about us, we never would have walked, let alone become runners. But we don't have to be limited by what our past says. We can choose to believe what God says about us. It's so true that we have this op- um, opportunity. This is what the Bible teaches for us to do for ourselves, but also for others. So, get to take a look inside of one of my interests one of my uh, hobby is too strong of a word I don't have a hobby kids are my hobby (laughs) but um, there's a man named Dan McCollum And years ago, um, about seven years ago, uh, Justice had actually gone down to Bethel School of Worship. And um, John went down, actually, as well, and audited a class that he was teaching there. Um, And it was called God Vibrations. And um, it just fascinated me hearing how um, Daniel presents God in Uh, nature in sound that God put a sound and it has something that it looks like so um, I have multiple messages of his but recently uh, I was listening to a message I've heard it several times before but it was just touching me and so i wanted to share it with you <laughs> but in it he refers to sound waves and their incredible power he's done numerous demonstrations of sound being sent through a tone generator and the patterns that will form in the sands one of my favorites to watch uh, is the picture of hebrew sounding music and there's a specific sound that actually causes the sound the sand to form the star of david it is fascinating you can hear um music from that originated from like India area you will see patterns that look like East Indian it's phenomenal that God that sound has a shape and it has a form so um, in a recent message he was um, presenting this evidence that another scientist had shared of liquid now this liquid was actually defying gravity when sound came So we think about the law of gravity and how, you know, what goes up comes down. Well, when the sound goes on, the water actually is moving, opposing gravity. So I was like hooked on this. It just went so deep in me. There are higher truths. We think of, oh, gravity, it's undeniable truth. It's like, actually, there are truths undeniable that are higher than that higher than gravity. So my thought is, you know how we think of each other? You know, it's like, oh, well, so-and-so is like this, and -and so-and-so is like that. But that's actually not the truest version of who we are. There is a higher reality that maybe we haven't seen before. Because I have a video, no one's gonna pull it up, and I'm gonna show you that the water goes up. There's lots of videos. There was one I liked better, but it was seven minutes long, and I wasn't gonna make us wait that long. But the truth is, what God says is more true about us than what we say and what we experience. So, I'll let you watch this. It's just a couple minutes long. And yeah, it's real basic. There's no talking that they have. They have sound, but mostly it's just things on the screen and a black cat walking across. Will, I was totally thinking of you. You could do this experiment at home. You could get all of these. It has the list of supplies and everything. <laughs> do is different hertz this is 24 hertz I believe and then they will change it they increase the volume and back there was one that I watched it's not on here I think it was like 25 hertz but the water looks frozen you can put your hand through it but you look at it and it looks like an icicle This is the one, 23 hertz, and the water is going up in response to the sound. It's traveling in reverse. Awesome. Oh, there it is. If you like science and God vibration stuff there's a multitude of YouTube videos to watch but scripture teaches us that life and death are in the power of our tongue the human voice that's made in the image of God is one of if not the most powerful thing on the planet so speaking God's truth the higher truth is a powerful way to impact others lives in our families and you know, I uh, heard the Lord this morning. Actually, it was last night, right before I went to bed. Thought, he spoke, the truth is, you are the real you on your best day, not your worst day. And, I mean, that's his truth. You know, we see each other and we think, ah, that was awesome. I actually was awesome. We can tell ourselves that. I did that and I was awesome. That's the real you. You know, but the enemy is ready, willing, and able to say, "Uh uh-uh. The real you is the one on the worst day. when you yelled at someone or you, you know, lost your temper. That's the real you. You really are, you know, a crummy person, or whatever he would say. You know, he uses our thoughts, so it's way more sneaky than that. But God's truth, that higher truth, that water traveling up, is that you are the real you on your best day. That's really who you are. So 2 Corinthians 5.16 says, so then from now on, we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. Jesus did this. Um, he did this with Peter. Um, John uh, chapter one uh, it says his Peter's original name was Simon, and it means one who hears. And there's nothing wrong with that. But God was speaking a different purpose over him now. His purpose was to be a rock. So Peter named, or so Jesus called him Peter. Meaning rock, (laughs) from that time forward. But do you know that everyone in the group they had the opportunity to choose? Were they going to call him Peter too? They could have called him Simon. You know, moms. You know, it's like, well, I've known him as Simon his whole life. You know, but. You know, we each have the opportunity to choose. Will we see one another as the Lord sees us? Will we call each other by that new name? You are a patient one, even if you don't know it yet. You know, our young ones, when we see them out, you know, with all the energy in the world, sprinting down the hallway, we can call out and we can trust that, you know what, you're more than this moment. You're more than crashing into each other. You've got greatness on your life. You um, are destined. You have wonderful purpose. Purposes. and so I think Jesus saw something in Peter that Peter hadn't seen and the others hadn't seen it in him either but Jesus spoke it and therefore it manifested in his life you know we get to partner with the Lord in family when we see things in one another that we know are straight from God if we speak those and, you know, not just to the person, but we just, you know, can share that about each other. It's a powerful way to, um, to be a family together and to... Uh, um, when we look at each other as God views us, each one of us is marked and stamped in our Father's image. We have unique traits from our Papa that no other human bears in quite the same way. When we acknowledge and affirm these attributes, we bring out the best in each other. But do you know that when I bring out the best in you and you bring out the best in me, there's kind of this synergy. You know, we are greater than we were before. You know, so if we are doing that with each other, I mean, you know, Pastor John, he's a pastor. He can stand up here and he can call to the greatness. But, you know, if we do it with each other, it's just going to increase at such a rapid rate. You know, and we will be... um, just receiving each other and the blessing of each other in such a better way. So family also looks like investing in each other. We were all created to know each other and know others and be known. To love others and to be loved, to serve others and be served. Satisfying to live a life of connection with others. Jesus modeled this for us and he invites us to live a life joined with others. It's true that people matter most and Jesus gave his life for people. When we invest in others, we will reap a harvest of connected lives. Investing in others can look like a multitude of things, so this is just a few ideas, but maybe it starts with hanging around church after the service to visit with someone you just met, or looking for an opportunity to encourage someone or pray with someone, maybe it's a coffee date. You don't even have to like coffee to go out for coffee dates these days. You know, you can call it, you know, a tea date or, you know, whatever. I do coffee dates with Anna sometimes and she always drinks tea, but we still call it a coffee date. (laughs) But it could be a play date at a park. You know, if one of you has young kids, um, this is investing. Maybe it's serving together at the church showing up for a paint party, or serving in kids' church or the nursery, and out for lunch afterwards. However you choose to invest, be intentional about it. People are worth investing in. We want to know each other, and ultimately, we want to be known. You know, I'm standing up here, so you guys get to hear things that you wouldn't otherwise hear about me unless we went out for coffee. <laughs> That's a lot of coffee dates if we look around the room. <laughs> but you don't all stand up here, it's a microphone, but it's still worth investing. So at the end of the day, family is what you make of it. We all want to live fulfilling lives, lives that make a difference to God and others. A life connected to others is going to bring us satisfaction at the deepest level. <laughs> I'm on the home stretch. <laughs> family accelerates growth. Growth in family looks like something. It looks like forward motion. Although I can tell you from experience, it doesn't always look like you're moving forward. You feel like you're standing maybe and stuck, but as long as your faith and your heart is moving forward, it is forward motion. Perseverance doesn't move a lot, but... It's lots of standing. <laughs> but we have opportunities to always be moving forward in our relationship with God, God and with others through intentionality. I have a passage in Mark. Uh, it's the parable of the sower. It's in the Passion Translation. I really enjoyed it. Consider this. A farmer went out to sow seeds. As he cast his seeds, some of it fell along the beaten path, and soon the birds came and ate it. Other seeds fell onto gravel with no topsoil, and the seeds quickly sprouted since the soil had no depth. But when the days grew hot, the sprouts were scorched and withered because they had insufficient roots. Other seeds fell among the thorns, so when the seeds sprouted, so did the thorns, crowding out the young plants so that they could produce no grain but some of the seeds fell into good, rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. Some yielded 30, some 60, and some even 100 times as much as was planted. As I was reading this this week, I heard the Lord say, "You get to choose what kind of soil you want to be." It was just empowering because I'm like, "Huh, you know, you never know what you're gonna be." (laughs) You know, it's like, well, today I could be the rocky soil. I'm not in the best mood, but it's like the Lord was just saying, "No, you get to choose." You know we're part of this. We're partnering with Him. It's not, um, you know, we're living with the Holy Spirit. When He was speaking it, it was to people that not yet had received the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. He helps us. He um, enjoys partnering with us, and we can intent be intentional about being uh, becoming good soil. We spend time reading our Bibles, time in the Word, time talking to God, and more importantly, listening. You know what? Does he have to say? Um, all of these things and more can add nutrients to make the soil of our hearts good and rich soil. So, through family, my growth is your growth. My breakthrough is your breakthrough. Hope is imparted when we share our testimonies, and faith grows as we live and share our lives together. There was a picture, just if you can imagine in your mind, you know, we each have our own garden. But we're right next to each other, because we're a family. So when I go out, and I'm tending my garden, and I'm pulling weeds, and removing things that are not healthy and that you know I'm tired it's not very fun to weed I don't know if any of you have done weeding I have long memories of the child thinking "Ah, it's torturous my mom made me weed I think it was probably for a whole hour but it felt like days and you know marked my summers you know as a young child thinking oh could there be anything worse in the world than weeding but um, I unfortunately still have that same opinion of weeding (laughs) but if I'm out there and I'm doing that and I see you. And you're out there in your garden. You're like, wow, you're working on your garden too? Awesome. Wow. Sure, easier to work on the garden when we're working on it together. Then I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have the biggest pumpkin growing in your garden. It's just huge. Well, that's a testimony in your life and it's blessing me and it's encouraging. It's like, maybe I'll have fruit that grows too. You know, maybe my garden will produce some fruit. So really, the more that we invest in one another, the more that we give our lives and our time it really is true that my breakthrough becomes your breakthrough my growth becomes your growth i mean that's how god envisioned family us doing life together so i'm gonna read the activation on the screen So this week, we um, are encouraging each and every one of us to plan fellowship with another member or another family and share about it. If you would take a picture, we all know how to do selfies, right? Or maybe there's someone else and post it on our Facebook page, our group. Um, We would love to. We've got prizes we've been holding. We are waiting to see your pictures. So... um, One of the things on my heart, I really am done. But if you would just stand with me. Just uh, this truth that you are the real you on your best day. It just, aha, is resonating in me now. So I just want to invite the Holy Spirit to just come and to just give you a picture of you on your best day. Maybe it's been a while, you know? <laughs> Some weeks, months, I don't know. Sometimes they're like that. It's like, what does the best mean? What look like? You know, it's real. It's a real picture. So if you just close your eyes, just want to pray for us. Hmm. Holy Spirit, we love you. invite you to come and speak to every heart every mind show each and every one of us Lord the real you the real us looks like Lord on our best day maybe it's a day we've already had maybe it's our best day in the future maybe it's our best day this week Lord but show us who we really are I saw a picture. I I saw a knight in shining armor. I just saw our young men. You know, I, maybe that doesn't mean something. Maybe that's just the romantic picture that a woman would have for a man. <laughs> I don't know, but it just is so noble. And I just speak that nobility over our men. <laughs> that's the real you. The real you is noble. and the word I heard for um, for us as women is devoted God made us ha ha, devoted, devoted to him devoted to those around of others around us devoted is a gift that God put inside us it's who we are it's who he's made us to be uh-huh. God I thank you just the privilege of being together in your presence and sharing this time as a family Lord just ask that you would just Holy Spirit prompt each one of us of ways that we can connect with one another that we can be intentional that we can grow um, relationships that we can grow family life here wherever we go Lord thank you thank you Lord bless your people